Good morning, New York. With us today is former Congressman Peter King. And we're a week, what, six days away from uh, uh, Thanksgiving. I can't believe it. Maybe four or five weeks away from Christmas. Uh, Congressman King, uh, we had the election. There's still races uh, uh, that we haven't determined yet. Uh, where the heck are we? I can't, nobody can believe that there's races we haven't been able to uh, count yet. You know, it's really disappointing. Like, for instance, in, in New York, uh, I think there's only two or three seats that haven't been fully counted yet, and they are very close, and I guess they have to wait for all of the absentee ballots to come in, the overseas ballots, certainly for the armed forces to come in. But the ones I cannot understand are places like California, where after almost a week goes by, and there's still like barely half the votes are counted in some of these districts. Uh, and uh, to me, that's inexcusable, the fact that it took so long in uh, the state of Nevada you know, for, uh, votes to be counted in Arizona. And it just what it does is it feeds into conspiracy theories. It makes people doubt the whole system. So, uh, you know, I look to a state like Florida, which has two time zones, millions and millions of people. And yet they basically had their entire vote in by 11 o'clock that night. So I, uh, I would say places like Arizona and Nevada in particular have to have to clean up their act. As far as the results of all this in uh, Washington, it looks as if the Republicans have elected Kevin McCarthy to be the speaker and uh, Steve Scalise to be the uh, majority leader. Uh, And also uh, uh, on the the Democratic side, uh, after really two decades as being their leader, uh, Nancy Pelosi has stepped down as uh, a Democratic leader and as Speaker of the House. Well, she had no choice to step down as Speaker of the House. But then she could have been the minority leader, and she's now uh, resigned from that. She'll still be in the House, at least for a while, but she won't be the Democratic leader. And what could be important for New York is it looks as if the frontrunner for speaker, on the, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the frontrunner for leader on the Democratic side is Hakeem Jeffries from uh, Brooklyn. Now, there's not many issues that Hakeem Jeffries and I agree on, but I did find that we could work together on certain issues involving New York City. I know during covid he and I worked to get more funding for the MTA when you know the ridership went down so dramatically and they needed funding just to stay alive. So if, if there has to be a, a, a Democratic leader, and there does, I would say probably as far as New York is concerned, uh, certainly on those limited issues involving New York City, uh, Hakeem Jeffries would be a good choice. New York City and, and Long Island, he'd be the best choice for all of us to have. Uh, obviously, I'd rather uh, you know, be dealing with Republicans across the board. Right now, I would say that Hakeem Jeffries is, is, is the best bet for New York City. And then on other issues, uh, we know that uh, Eric Adams came out with a long uh, you know, position paper, basically, or statements on uh, fighting crime. And, John, you've been talking about this all along incessantly. I was really disappointed in the last election that uh, so many people who have not been doing the right thing on as far as fighting crime, were reelected, but that's the world we live in, and I'm hoping that Mayor Adams, uh, and if we can get the Senate, the state Senate, the state assembly, to be more responsive, and the governor, that uh, Mayor Adams will be able to make some progress in the uh, in the war on crime in New York. Because as you know, and I know, it's getting out of control. You have uh, BMWs being robbed, in, you know, right in the middle of Manhattan. Uh, people being attacked, innocent kids being shot dead as they get off a school bus or out of a bus, uh, just being caught in you know, the middle of uh, a gunfight. So this, this has to stop. So that's really where we're at. I wish 
you and I could be more optimistic, but I think right now there's still tough times ahead. Now, uh, let me ask you, you were in the Congress for 28 years. Now, uh, it looks like the, Dem- the Republicans have the Congress. It uh, looks like, at best, uh, it's going to be the old Senate where it's 50-50 at best. At best, um, uh, How does that put checks and balances uh, in the system in Washington? Yeah, the system basically is, uh, I'm afraid you're going to see more of uh, a deadlock. Uh, What could be helpful against New York, though, is that we picked up uh, four Republican seats in New York. I'm not just saying this is Republican. I'm saying it. The fact is that uh, it looks as if Republicans will have a total of 222 votes. 218 is what takes the majority. New York is now up to... uh, 11 seats uh, in the in, in the House. We At one time, we were down to two. We're up to 11. We picked up uh, f- four new seats in the uh, last election, including two on Long Island, and also then in Rockland County uh, with uh, uh, Mike Lawler and also uh, Mark Molinaro. So if, in many ways, New York holds the balance of power, and that should give us more clout, more power when it comes to negotiating uh, spending bills, projects. Uh, and again, I'm not calling for a lot of spending. What I'm saying is, if there is going to be a transportation bill to make sure that New York gets its fair share, any kind of allocation of Homeland Security to make sure that New York gets its fair share. So we will have more leverage because the, Demo- the Republicans will need us. We'll need the Republicans to get legislation through the House. You're still going to have Chuck Schumer in the Senate, and he's a New Yorker. Hakeem Jeffries is a New Yorker. And how are the uh, Republican congressmen uh, going to vote for New York uh, if New York needs help and, and, and the Democrats want to give it help? Well, I think uh, it's important for Republicans to realize that whether you're Democrat or Republican, you are a New Yorker first. And if we're just talking about allocation of funding, of revenues to make sure we get our fair share, then if you have to work with Democrats to get it done, uh, if you have to work with anyone to get it done, you know, you do it. That's your job. Uh, that's one of your main jobs is to protect your state against the others. And I've been down there long enough to see that um, most of the rest of the country is not crazy about New York. And whether it was Homeland Security funding, whether it was 9-11 funding, you go down the line, it was always, always a challenge, always a, a war almost to get anywhere near the money that New York was entitled to. Like, uh, a classic example was after Hurricane Sandy. Uh, a few years before that, uh, we had uh, uh, hurricanes down south, and states got $65 billion within a matter of a week or two. And with Sandy, which was much worse than any of them, uh, they, they were trying to give us almost nothing. We had to fight and fight and fight to get it. So uh, I would hope that the New York delegation, when it comes to issues involving New York, could stand together. There's going to be a lot of disagreement on philosophical issues and that. But as far as looking out for the uh, good and welfare of New York to make sure we get treated fairly, I would hope and I call on Republicans and Democrats to stand together on that. I, I agree with you. As a New Yorker, I agree with you 110 uh, percent. We got a minute left. Anything else you want to tell uh, New Yorkers or uh, Americans? Are things going to get any better at the border? I mean, I just can't believe that uh, a border state like Arizona voted Democratic when they're being invaded. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, New Mexico. I mean, it just made no sense. Nevada, for that matter. 
Uh, no, it, it makes absolutely no sense at all. And I don't see it getting better. It may even get worse because now uh, they say they're going to take away Title 42, which, is, which was a way of uh, cracking down more on illegal immigration, sending them back. Uh, and that's now apparently going to be revoked. So unfortunately, I see the situation getting worse before it gets better. And there's so many aspects to this, the fentanyl, which is being brought across the border into the country. The fact that our cities are being overwhelmed in many cases by immigrants they can't pay for at a time when, you know, when we're going through our own economic crisis here to be taking on all the problems of the world uh, because of the of people being basically allowed to walk across the border. And then it's then it becomes our responsibility. This is something that you know that has to stop. So, but I guess though with Thanksgiving coming up, we can still be not still. We have to be thankful. We live in the greatest country in the world. With any faults that we have, it still is a uh, again you know the greatest country ever. So I wish you and everyone, John, a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, uh, uh, former Congressman. I hate to say former Congressman Peter <laughs> King, and God bless you and have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you, John. You too. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com.